sweet Lord Almighty. Yeah, that's who listens to this show, the sweet Lord Almighty. So if he's listening, don't you think you should be too? Hello. Oh, oh, Charles Nelson Riley. Um, (laughs) Why do I do that? Welcome, everybody. It's Harland Williams. You are on the Harland Highway. I hope you're doing good wherever you are, in your truck, in your cubicle, laying on the beach, up on the roof, swimming, wherever you are. We have a great show today. Um, Did you ever get migraines? We're going to be talking about uh, helping you through your migraines. I've got a uh, procedure that I think will help uh, ease the pain. Um, we're going to be talking about me getting punked. Ashton Kutcher punked me and I never released the episode. I wouldn't let them air it. And a lot of you have been uh, calling and writing and saying, well, what the hell happened? So here we go today. I'm going to, I'm going to spill the beans on my punked episode that never played. Um, speaking of punked, this punk is here. I got to visit with Dr. Ascot. Ugh. And you ever go shopping? And you buy big items, and they're hard to get into your car. Well, this isn't hard. This is the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Hey everybody, this is Harland Williams, and I know that at the end of the day, a long, hard day of working, some of you get what we call a migraine headache, a painful migraine headache that numbs the senses and torments you as if you were being uh, attacked by a swarm of bees. Uh, The utmost discomfort and pain and agony... And it just lingers and won't go away. So to help you get through your migraine, please enjoy the next moment of me playing my brand new drum set. That felt good. How's your migraine? Is it gone? Huh? No, not yet. All right, here's some more. Oh, keep coming back. I'm going to beat the migraine right out of your head on the nice, soothing Harland Highway. Yeah! Bang, boom, bong. How annoying was that to start the podcast? 
And if you didn't have a migraine, you probably do now. <laughs> Sorry about that, gang. <laughs> so cruel and mean. <laughs> Guys banging drums. Um, and uh, do you get headaches? Are you one of these people in life that get the headaches? I've met people that just, they get these migraine headaches and it lays them out, man. Like some of them last for days, right? I'm one of these guys in life. I don't know why. I'm pretty lucky. I I rarely ever get headaches, you know? I mean, there's always the headaches that come when you get sick, like if you have the flu or, you know, SARS or something like that. I mean, headaches just, uh, that's part of the package, right? When you got the flu or a cold or whatever, you can get a headache. But even then, I don't get headaches too bad. But just in life, the onset of a headache, you know, you could be just goofing around at work, at play, on a vacation, and just all of a sudden it's like, oh, God, my head just starts pounding for no reason. Well, I've been blessed. Thank you, sweet Lord Jesus. Um, I have not been a headache guy. I mean, I've probably in my whole life, good Lord, out of the blue had a random headache, maybe, I don't know, 10 times, maybe. I don't know. I I, I mean, it's it's a lucky thing. I give thanks for that, man, because I, I have a buddy who get got the migraines and... I've seen girls that get the migraines, and, oh, it's just a game changer, man. So, uh, you know, if you ever want to know what it feels like, come on over. I got the drum uh, drum set going. I will annoy you till you get a migraine. And speaking of uh, being annoyed, ah, it's Friday. It's that Friday where, guess what, I have to sit down with my therapist, my on-air therapist, Dr. Ascot, because the powers that be think I have a nut loose, so they want to make sure that uh, I'm getting treatment that's transparent, that all the listeners and all the investors and everyone can uh, hear and see and uh, make sure it's tangible, and so... I have to suffer through this therapist, this Dr. Ascot guy. And here we go. Let's get him in here, Roger. Here we go, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Arland. Hello, Dr. Ascot. How are you today, Arland? Oh, I was good until this. Arland. What are we doing today, nutbag? Arland. <sighs> Come on, get it over with. I'm not in the mood. Arland, sometimes the world makes us feel small. It makes us feel small. How do you figure? Arland, sometimes our emotional baggage can build up on us and cause us to feel closed in and small, Arland. Okay, I can agree with that. I've been through those moments. I'm sure you have, Arland. What does that mean? I'm just agreeing with you, Arland. No, you you had this inflection like I had problems. Mm-hmm. Come on, get it over with. Where are you going with this, Ascot? Arland, when you think of small, what do you think of? I don't know, the head of a pin? Okay, what else, Arland? 
I, I don't know, a, 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 a polka dot? What? Holland, think of something living that would be small. Uh, I don't know, a mouse? Excellent, Holland. I want you to talk about feeling small. Okay, I, that, that's not a problem. Good. As a mouse. Excuse me? I want you to talk about being small, but do it in the voice of a mouse. Okay, what is this, Ascot? Do, do we really have to go there? What are you pulling out? It's cheese, Holland. I thought it might entice you to talk like a mouse. You brought a brick of cheese. Oh, God, that reeks. Let me put my socks around it, Holland. What? You're... What are you doing wrapping your socks around the cheese? I'm trying to keep the smell in, Holland. Yeah, well, it's just getting worse because your feet reek like, reek like a dirty bathtub at an old folks' home. Holland. I'm not talking like a mouse. You will get a pink slip, which is actually a bit bigger than a mouse, Holland. Ah, oh, come on. Okay, here I go. I, I feel really... Uh, the world's so big. Not a very good mouse, Holland. Well, how does a mouse talk, Ascot? Have you ever heard the words, Walt Disney, Holland? Oh, no. Oh, yes, Holland. Mickey Mouse, Holland. I'm not talking like Mickey Mouse while I discuss deep emotional problems. Well, maybe you'd like to talk to a pink slip, Holland. Oh... Please proceed, Holland. Why don't you tell me about how you feel closed in, Mickey? Well, sometimes I I get a little anxious, you know. Excellent, Holland. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of work projects put on my back, and maybe I'm having some family problems. What do you mean, family problems, Holland? Well, you know, my parents want me to do this, and my brothers and sisters want me to do this, and, well, I just, I just got too much on my shoulders. Excellent, Holland. Have some cheese. Ow! You just threw a big chunk of cheese in my, right in my eye, it burns. You're an excellent mouse, Holland. Please continue. No, I'm not Mickey Mouse telling problems. Pink slip. Well, anyways, sometimes when I'm trying to make everybody happy, I guess I lose control of who I am. And then next thing you know, there I am, feeling small in this great big world of ours. Excellent, Holland. Have another blunk of cheese. Ow! What is a blunk of cheese? It's not a block of cheese. And it's not a chunk of cheese, Holland. Yeah, I know. It's a blunk of cheese. Excellent, Holland. Please continue, Mickey. Oh, this is... Can I just get out of here? Holland. I mean, Mickey. <sighs> well, I guess... Sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, I tend to withdraw from the world. I crawl into my shell and I don't want to talk to anybody and sometimes I'll stay in bed for three or four days at a time and never answer the telephone. Excellent, Holland. Have another blunk. Ow!
God! I left a welt, Ascot! Plunk it up, Holland. I mean, Mickey. That's it, I'm done! Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Nicky. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> Stop it! Don't worry, Holland. It's a popular song. Hey, Nicky, you're so fine. You're... Stop it! I mean, stop it! You're getting lost in Mickey, aren't you, Holland? No, I'm not! I'm not! Yes, you are, Holland. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Stop it! Just cut it out! It hurts! Words really hurt! I mean, just um, get out of here, idiot! It's like you're brainwashing me! It's okay, Arlen. We're all done for today. Good! Get out! And take your blunk with you. Ow! Right in the face again with a blunk of cheese! Goodbye, Mickey. God! A blunk of cheese. Now the guy's making up words on me. Uh, yes, waiter, another blunk of cheese, please. Ow! Excellent. Very sharp. Um, so it seems like I'm, I'm on this theme of annoying today. I've got, we got the annoying migraines. We got the annoying Dr. Ascot. Can I throw another thing into the annoying ring here? Um, is that, is that doable? Because this annoys my arse cheeks off. Um, how many of you, when you go grocery shopping, have to buy a big, big, bundle item or whatever it is i don't even know what i'm saying like a like a big heavy item like a watermelon or a uh like a uh, a case of bottled water or like a couple of pineapples or something you ever you ever have to do that you get those big items that are just you, you know you're almost like hey did you you guys don't have a strong man from the circus handy do you could someone help me load this in my cart right I mean, these things are heavy, right? And you, you load them in your car, and they, like a watermelon, starts rolling all over your other groceries. <laughs> Crunch, squish, splat. Like, come on, man. I just want a nice, juicy watermelon. It feels like you're one of those guys in the uh, strongest man in the world competition. You know, those big hulking guys who pick up those big round stones and throw them up over the wall? watermelon ah! right and they squish up all your stuff and then they're the most oddly shaped thing because they're kind of like a football they're not round they're kind of oval and so then you, you you reach down into your basket that when you get to the checkout line and just about throw your back out you're like let me reach down into the bottom of this and <laughs> Yeah, drop it on that conveyor belt, right? But because of the shape of the watermelon, even though it's a big damn chunk of mass, the part that actually touches the sliding conveyor belt is about the diameter of a quarter. So suddenly you got this giant, fragile melon doing a, like a Cirque du Soleil balancing act on the... Uh, conveyor belt you're like whoa 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 which which way is it gonna go hey oh hey you need like an australian rugby team to come in to pass the damn melon down the belt like whoa hey look out it's wobbling it's rolling back right 
And then again, that thing gets on the thing and rolls over your cupcakes and rolls. It's like a suddenly you got a, a steamroller on the conveyor belt and crushing up your cookies and rolls through a pie, crunches your bananas. Thanks, watermelon. And then the fun ain't over yet. Then they, then they, uh, you know, you pay for the damn thing. The poor lady behind the counter, the 90-year-old bag who's just trying to make a few bucks on the weekend. Suddenly she's got like a herniated disc. Let me get that watermelon for you, young whippersnapper. <laughs> you couldn't have just got a fucking apple dildo? What was that? Nothing. <laughs> Then they smash it into the bag or they put it back in your cart. Same with the case of water, man. Holy God, these cases of water. What the hell are we doing buying water? And then you you roll your cart out to the parking lot and and then the the show starts all over again. It's like a balancing. You got to get it out of your cart. Whoa, whoa, I got to get it. Where do I put it? Do you put it on the back seat? Do you put it on the front seat and put a seatbelt around it because it's as fat as a human child? Uh, excuse me, you forgot my seatbelt. Shut up, watermelon. I just spit some seeds at you. <laughs> I mean, God. Seriously, just have one of those strongmen from the circus standing at the door, right, with the uh, suspenders on and the the handlebar mustache and his hair slicked back. Right? And he's bending like an, an iron pole. Help you with your watermelon there, my friend? Uh, yes, please. Where are you parked, my friend? Let me put one on each shoulder and carry it over for you, old boy. Thanks, strong man from the circus. Anytime, that's what I do. Maybe I can lift your car up and you can crawl under it. Um, why would I do that? Because I don't like your pimply face. All right. So, I don't know. More things to be annoyed at, I guess. Well, thank God we got the Harlan Highway, right? We're never annoyed with that. Yeah, right! Hi, Harlan. It's uh, Levi from Denver. I actually was calling because I heard you talking about Aston Kutcher and that he had punked you, but you didn't let it air. And when you said that he punked you, I was like, that's weird, because I've seen most of all of them. I've never seen that one. I'm just wondering if there's any way we could uh, see that. Is there any way we can go to see that? Um, I know, again, that you said you didn't want it. You didn't like it, so you didn't want to air it. But I'd really like to see it, and I'm sure a lot of your fans would like to see it, Harlan. And I figured I might as well ask... uh, I'll be listening on the podcast, listening every day, and enjoy all of it. All right, thanks, man. Bye. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, You're not the only one that has asked that question since I kind of told my Ashton Kutcher Demi Moore story uh, a few weeks back. Uh, you know, I think you heard it. I was sitting there having uh, a dinner and uh, playing games with uh, the the Coochters. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what I, what I did uh, drop in there is that uh, you know Ashton uh, years ago had punked me, 
And uh, a number of you have written me letters or left me uh, phone messages going, wait, wait a minute, we never saw that. What, what, what happened? And as I said on the previous show, I did not allow them to air the episode. And uh, as most of you, a lot of you, some of you are curious, let me tell you what went down. Okay, here's, here's how my punk happened. <laughs> Here's, here was the setup. A buddy of mine called me up, and he said, Hey, man, uh, I, I'm over at this this cool bar on Sunset Boulevard, man, this awesome bar, and uh, these models are here from New York, and uh, you got to come over and meet them, man. And I said, You know what? I'm, I'm flying tomorrow. I have a flight at 9 a.m. I, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> Right, and then my, my buddy got really. He's like, "No, man, please, you gotta help me out. You gotta come be my wingman." But I'm like, "Dude, I can't. I'm driving home." He goes, "I'm begging you, man, just half an hour." And I was really putting him off, and finally he he just said, "Okay," I, I said, "Okay, I'll help you out. I'm coming for half an hour, and I'm out of there." Right. So I go to this uh, this club. I walk in. Sure enough, there's my buddy sitting with these two uh, beautiful models, and uh, I, I don't have any clue who they are. So they're just idle chit chat. Now uh, they're being friendly, and my my buddy says, "Hey man, I want I want to get their drinks. I want to impress them." And I said, "Okay." And I just happened to have like some cash on me because I think I'd been in Vegas or something. So I had like. I think I had like five $100 bills. Just it was a fluke occurrence, but I just happened to have it, right? So because I want, I want to spend a lot of money on them. I'll pay you back. I forgot my wallet. And I was like, okay, well, okay, here's some cash. And he kind of looked struck like he's like, oh. He's like, no, no, let me use your credit card. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I should have suspected right then and there, right? Um. So anyways, uh he goes, yeah, I, I want to run a tab. It'll impress them, you know. And I said, oh, oh, God, dude, come on. I said, okay. So I, I gave him my credit card, and uh, and he, uh, you know, gave it to the maitre d', who was Dak Shepard, who I did not, uh, I had never seen punk, so I didn't know who Dax was. And so we're sitting there, and uh, before you know it, this this black dude over at another table who's sitting with a whole bunch of hotties waves at me. I'm like, he goes, hey, Harlan Williams, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Uh, hey, man, I'm a huge fan, you know, and not to sound cocky, but, you know, I get that a lot. He's like, hey, something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, Half-Baked, all this. I'm like... Yeah, cool, man. Thank you. You know, I was really nice to the guy. And then, uh, and then, uh, like about four minutes later, like, like a bottle of champagne showed up, and some shrimp cocktails, and some fancy colored drinks for the girls. And I was like, uh, "Hey, waiter, I I didn't order any of this." And, and uh, he goes, "No, it's from that guy over there." And I look over, and there's the black guy. And he's like waving, hey, man, hey, you know, and he's pointing to himself. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, It made me a little uncomfortable. I don't really love getting, like, freebies from people. I appreciate that they like what I do, but I always get weird when they they spend money or whatever. It's, it's, It's weird. It's awkward. So I got up and I walked over to the guy. I said, dude, look, you, you went way above and beyond. Thank you so very much. Uh, I said, I'll tell you what, give me your address 
I'm going to send you, you know, one of my videos. I want to autograph it and send it to you. And uh, I, I got to say thank you. This is, this is overly generous. And he's like, okay, man, no problem. And so I'll give it to you in a bit. So I'm like, okay. I went and sat back down. And all of a sudden a bunch of food comes. And all of a sudden a couple of his girls get up, these hot models, and come over and start massaging my shoulders and everything, right? And I'm like, what the hell? This is this is crazy and then uh they go sit back down and, and about three four minutes later i see them all get up at once and walk away and as he's walking away i'm, I'm like good lord the guy forgot to give me his address so i'm yelling i'm like dude hey your address i want to say and he just kind of blew me off and walked out and uh, that struck me as weird. I thought, wait a minute, I'm offering the guy like he was nuts about me, and I'm offering him a freebie, and and he just blew. So, so something felt a little weird about that. I still didn't know I was being punked. And, uh, you know, I looked over at his table, and there was empty bottles of champagne and this and that and this and that, all kinds of food. And uh, and then all of a sudden, Maddie, my buddy, was like, "Hey, man, let's get out of here. The models want to go. Let's get let's get the bill and go." I was like, "Okay, I, I don't know where we're going, but I'll, if you want to get out of here, let's go." So uh, he waves to the uh, maitre d', which was Dax Shepard, and Dax comes over and uh, and hands me the credit card, and I look at it, and it's like for five thousand dollars, right? <laughs> and I'm like. At first, I thought it was, like, the, the number of my card. I saw, like, five, all these digits, and I'm like, w w where's the price? What do we owe? And my, my buddy looks at it. He goes, uh, it's, it's there. That's the number. And I go, that's not the number. That's $5,000. We didn't even order anything. That guy bought us stuff. And so I, I call uh, Dax over. I go, dude, I think there's been a mistake, man. Um, th this, is, uh, this is a huge number. I didn't order anything. And Dax looks at me, and he goes, Oh, yeah, your friend said you were taking care of him. I, sa I said, what? He goes, your friend said you were taking care of everything. And I go, what friend? And he goes, the guy you were sitting here drinking with and partying with, the, the guy, you know, your buddy. I said, dude, I don't even know that guy. I've never met him in my life. He was, like, buying me stuff. And he goes, look, he said you were taking care of it. It's, it's all here right on your card. And so then all of a sudden I started to, to, you know, right away, I'm like, I'm sensing a scam. I said, dude, I don't know this guy. There's a mistake. Go get me the manager. And, uh, and then Dax, you know, Dax is cocky and a little intimidating. And he goes, uh, I'm the manager. And I go, what do you mean you're the manager, dude? You're not the manager. Why, why would the manager be waiting tables? He goes, because I'm very hands-on. I manage. And so all of a sudden I thought Dax was in on this guy's scam. So I stood up out of my chair, and I, when I get mad, man, I get mad. I mean, we all do, right? And I get this look in my eye like, you're about to go down. I was pissed, and so I stood up, and I got right in Dax's face. And he's a big guy, too. I said, dude, this is a fucking scam, and you're fucking in on it. And let's take care of this right now. And I was right in his face. And he goes, he goes, sir, you're going to have to pay the bill. I said, I'm not paying the bill. I said, you know what? Get me the owner of the hotel. He goes, oh, the owner's not here right now, so you're going to have to pay it. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go get the cops, man. I'm going to go get the cops, and you're going to get nailed and blah, blah, blah. And I started walking off. 
and that's when Ashton came running out and dove on me and grabbed me, and then I just kind of realized something was up, and uh, all of a sudden I switched gears from being super angry to, uh, yeah, I knew what you were doing. I was just acting. I was in on it, right? So it was a good punked, but here's the dilemma. Okay, here's what happened. I, look, I have a fan base. I have I I do comedy. I make people laugh. I do funny movies and uh you know it's not in my wheelhouse to be getting angry and enraged in front of my fans. I I don't feel like that does anything for my image and it doesn't do anything for what I like to put out there into the universe. Okay? So um I, I literally got up in Dax Shepard's face, and and in other and and to follow up on it, I met Dax at a party about six months ago. We were hanging out, and he goes, "Harlan, I just got to tell you, man." He goes, "Out of all the people we ever punked, you were the only one where I thought you were going to kick the shit out of me." He said, "I was scared that you were going to go off, and and I was, I was angry, and so." The reason I didn't uh, release the show, I didn't let, the, I just didn't sign the release for it, is because it's like, I rarely get angry like that. It takes a lot, but I don't like being getting scammed or taken advantage of, just like you wouldn't. And uh, and so um, and so I got I got really mad, and uh, I just thought I don't want my fans to see this. So what I did is I I, I made Ashton, uh, you know, they edited the whole thing. Ashton, I said, Ashton, you got to send it over to me, man. If I, if I think it's funny, I'll let you air it. If not, sorry, dude. So uh, they they edited it all up. They sent it over, and I was like, no, I don't like this. It's it it's it, it just shows me getting angry. So I said no to it, right? And then Ashton called me up at home. He's like, come on, man, don't be a pussy. Come on, and I'm like. In my head, I'm like, wait a minute. Let, let's break down the punked experience, okay? If you had called me and asked me to come out and be on a show where it showed me getting mad and, and you know, getting aggressive, would I do it? No. Would I do it even if you offered me pay? No, because like I said, that's not how I want to represent myself. So there's no upside for me. I just look like a doofus. And believe me, I love a good practical joke. I'm not like I'm not like a sissy like that. But for Ashton, it's like he owns the show. Okay, he owns the show. He's the producer. He created it. He's he's you know he's making bank off the thing. We don't get paid for getting punked. And it's not like that. I don't need the money. But I said to Ashton, I said Ashton, you know, I I think it's funny. I love practical jokes. But here's the deal. I don't want to do a joke where I'm getting mad and angry and, you know, turning red. I said, if you guys ever decide to punk me again, do one of those ones where, like, a piano drops on a car or I leave the brake off and a trailer rolls into a lake or, you know, something blows up or something like that. But don't show me, like, getting angry in a guy's face. I'd rather look like a goofball that was like, oh, my God, did I drop that piano? Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm, you know. <laughs> so that's the story behind the punk. It, it was fun. And, and I think if you, if you go online or you, you own the collection of punk, I think they ended up doing the same punk to an actor named Stephen Dorff. Um, so uh, check that out. They kind of did the exact same setup. 
And uh, just so you don't think I'm a bit of a sissy about it, um, they also tried to get David Spade that night, and he didn't sign off on it. And also they tried to get Jamie Foxx that night, and Jamie didn't sign off on it. But I was the first, and then those guys followed suit. So, um, you know, there's probably a lot more people that didn't sign off on getting punked um, I mean, I think y'all remember the Justin Timberlake one where he was, like, crying like a little girl or something. Just, so, you know, I'm up for fun. I'm up for practical jokes. But that's my long-ass, winded punk story. You asked for it. There it is. No more need to hide it. So the end result was it never got aired. I did not sign the release. So the chances are you will never see it. The only way you'll see it is if, uh, you know... MTV or Ashton himself were to release it, and I don't think that'll ever happen. So uh, I tried to verbally run you through it, and uh, and there you go. It was, an, it was interesting, it was fun, but in the end, not something I really wanted to put out there in the world. So there you go. Hope you never get punked, or maybe hope you do. Who knows? Um, and my God, look at that. We're at the end of the show. That was a long-ass story, but what can I do? I had to tell it. I had to tell the punkness. Um, so there you go. That's it. And uh, we got a bail. We got a bail. We're out of time. I'm punking your ass. I'm ending the show. I'm punking your ass. I'll send you a shrimp cocktail. Until next time, everybody, you know the drill. Um, you can see me in uh, Cleveland. Uh, September 8th through the 11th at Hilarities Comedy Club. Um, the Pickwick and Frolic, it's also called. And then the following week, I will be in Baltimore at a great comedy club in Baltimore, the 16th and 17th. So uh, check it out. And uh, until next time, watch out for Ashton Kutcher hiding in your bushes and chicken chow mein, baby.